Cool. What's our topic of today, my friend? Today, today Anna, we reach expectations. Mm. Okay. Kind of broad, but kind of focused at the same time, I feel. I've been thinking about it today. and Yeah. Just, just in terms of all of the different aspects that you could possibly tackle it from, but what is it, what does it spark in you? Well, I think this is probably my biggest uh, struggle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my expectations, you know, because we, you know, with, for what we do for a living, right, we, we plan stuff for a certain outcome and, um, and therefore we have um, an expectation of how that's supposed to go. I think, though, our entertainment life has definitely um, crushed a lot of that ability to have too many expectations in some way because you know you cannot be, you cannot have a perfect show and you cannot have a perfect execution of something no matter how hard you try. So mm. it's kind of a, an ideal to um, aim as high as you can and ha- um, and then see how far you get. I often think about this. I want to talk about this in oh, my internet connection is unstable, but we'll see how it goes. I often talk about yeah, for like, sure. um, when I'm working with teams to um, raise the level of what they are possibly capable of or raise the level of or I give them my expectations for them but I don't actually move my expectations to that bar. Does that make sense? So when I set somebody's goals or attainment or you need to do this in this job, whatever, I set the bar high for them, but I keep it lower for me where I know they're at. So if they don't deliver, then I haven't lost any expectations. Does that make any sense? Oh, wow. That's fascinating. And I think that's a really good way because, for example, I did a particular show where I was very conscious of this and because I had some very, very inexperienced stage managers that were given to me. And in that, um, in that project, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to succeed in this project. And so mm. what I thought was, okay, well, here's I'll set what I, what I can do with this project based on what I see their capability is now, but I'm going to ask them to do more, right? And um, and I did that and I just thought if they do more, it makes the show better, but I'm going to keep my baseline expectations to where I believe they are at now and what I'm going to get out of them now. And that was really nice because when you set your expect, when you don't have those expectations, when they rise above to what you ask them to do, it's surprisingly pleasing because it gets better and better higher than your own expectation of the show. Does that make sense? For sure. So, so someone on the same page, it's kind of like you're setting, you're setting an expectation as in this is, this is where we're aiming towards. Yeah. But then you have like, I just wrote down this little phrase, like a bar of success, like what you consider at each interval of whether it's at the end of each week or at the end of each show or at like a, say a quarterly review or something, the bar of what you consider someone achieving some kind of successful progress is not necessarily meeting the expectation that you've set. It's how they've traveled towards it in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And in this case, it was just a one night gig, right? So it was like, I'm just going to ask you to do more and I'm going to know that I'm going to run the show at this baseline level of what I know you're capable of. And if you Mm. deliver more, the show will be better. And they did, which was nice, but it was a good way for me to reframe my if I had done the same gig, say, 10 years ago, I would have been frustrated by the fact that I was surrounded by fairly low-skilled, perhaps, um, you know, I, would, I don't want to say incompetent people, but just low-skilled people who lacked experience, right? Sure, and it would have, sure. And it would have been really, really frustrating. But I find my way that I now reframe. I don't have expectations for other people to do more than what I can see they're capable of right Mm. but that doesn't Mm. mean I don't ask them to do more right I want to preface that before I go with something else before I let you speak because that's in the workplace I think what's really been a struggle for me in like my personal life is um and I don't know if we've mentioned it on the on these discussions before but so my expectations of 
um, my husband and him as a father and him as those things. And I know I've been unnecessarily, because I have such high expectations of myself, that I have also set a lot of expectations on him. And I know in the past that's been quite unfair because I didn't let him be the way that he, you know, he needs to be the, the husband that he wants to be. He needs to be the father that he wants to be, not what I expect him to be. And that took me a long time to learn as well, right? Because I wanted often as a woman, you model parenting and fatherhood and maybe even husband behavior off your own father because that's what you know most mm. intimately and therefore there is an underlying expectation that that person is going to deliver that kind of relationship to you and that's definitely not been the case and so it took me a long time to adjust I don't know if it's an expectation but I had expectations but it's taken me a long time to remove those expectations from my partner and let him be the person that he needs to be or the person that he is rather than mm. you know that so th th there's kind of this kind of the work side and then it's like the personal side and I think the personal side is is a lot harder um process because it's closer to the heart right so for sure thoughts? yeah I think or well, just to just to tackle the personal side of things straight away the first thing that that made me think of is like kind of thinking about when I think about the expectations that I set or have set on my partner, partners in the past, it's kind of been a very interesting um, thing to watch develop because similarly, I've definitely removed expectation from my perspective. But what I find that that's done is kind of unearthed this um, maybe like an automatic pattern or automatic behavior where like my, my, my expectation and how my partner reaches that expectation has be, had, had become entangled with how worthy they are of my love. Mm. And it kind of became a bit more of like a dutiful, like there's duty involved in the relationship. There's like a, a diligence involved, but that is which I found really funny because it was kind of like stuff that really tangibly doesn't matter when it comes to loving someone and opening up to someone and, and sharing your life with someone. Mm. So for me, for me, that was a really big cleaving of like, yes, you can have expectations because you want someone to grow and become better, but those expectations are not to be tangled with your ego in that if you don't meet those expectations, then you're going to be punished or then I'm going to take something away from you because it's a failure, you know, like that it's tied, it's tied with some kind of retaliatory behavior or kind of retaliatory uh, action because I feel like that's, that's not really, that's not really how relationships should be based on, you know, yeah, that, that was, you know, and so now I'm feeling like, four years into four to five years into this current relationship, it's that stuff is really opening now in the past year, say, or past, yeah, past year where it's been, I've just, I've really noticed that when an expectation, especially potentially one that I didn't even verbalize to begin with, it's just an expectation that I have some somewhat subconsciously, which is actually as a tangent, something I was writing earlier today that I wanted to bring up as well in terms of like, are we, the people who set our own expectations are we even in control of them or are they in control of us well it's a good point i think there's a lot of subconscious you know? expectations of what people's roles are around you you know how people should behave etc 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 right so um when you see um somebody whose behavior is out of the norm it, it it is abrupt to you because you have that certain level of expectations i think that actually probably happens all the time if we, if we were to layer that through our life what our oh for sure is it is it expectations or is it our perceived norm so it, it's another way like you go okay well this is what fits in my world that is i perceive as normal and when i see or meeting my expectations and then when i see something that's outside that realm uh that's when it's that's when you you're, you're disrupted right yeah, for sure. The thing that I've, I catch myself with and something I've really been, um, I guess, aggressively addressing is 
uh, how I don't think anyone can escape the double standard. What do you mean? I don't think anyone, anyone really has the capacity to escape that something, okay, if we talk about some kind of expectation in terms of social behaviour or social norms, right, Mm -hmm. we're way more forgiving of people that we love than of people that we do not or people that we don't even know or people that when we observe them at face value and don't really know anything about the person that they are or the reason that they're behaving the way that they're behaving, we're, we're much less forgiving, I find, when we're in the kind of automatic ego front conscious living you know when we're not really taking time to understand that everyone has gotten to this point today via a different route you know like mm, I would tend to disagree I, I, because I think like you for, think well you're saying that you you're more forgiving for people that you love than people that you don't know is that's what you're saying right Yes and no. It's uh, yeah. Well, I'll give you. I'll articulate. give you my example because for me, yep. like um, one case example is is Tyler because he does not understand social norms like an, a normal kid, right? So when he mm. is in a public space with me and he's acting outside the norm, I feel like I'm more conscious of those expectations of what is the norm because I can clearly see my son is not. Um, <laughs> he's flying his own flag right and yeah. um and it's it's it and I wrestle with that internally because I don't want to admonish him for um I don't want to admonish him for behaving what is true to him but I also need him to learn that he's got to live and function in this world in some way shape or form so he's got to be aware that that's not normal behavior so I wrestle with that all the time because I'm I'm and I mm. think I probably am more conscious of those expectations than say somebody who just sees Tyler walking past and okay the kids just it's layers for me because I'm seeing it all the time but they have one interaction with him and they're like well that was a bit weird but it's like no, no big deal right yeah, Where yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. I see the underlying psychology and I see his motivation. I see his, I see all the things that I know he's working through internally. And so therefore I'm, I'm, I think at sometimes, especially in public environments, unfortunately, I can be quite, um, uh, I wouldn't say harsh on him, but I, I will pull him in so that he can be, um, you know, if he's having a, you know, an unrealistic emotional reaction, I have to, I have to go in and mitigate that. Do you know what I mean? So, sure. so that's always an interesting thing. And so I think maybe, but maybe that's an exception, but then I also probably have expectations of how I'd like my husband to behave or how I'd like my daughter to behave. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Sure. I've got those family dynamics, you know. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. I hear, I hear what you're saying there. Definitely. I think what I'm maybe getting at is that kind of like where We tend to we tend to bend the rules Always. for the people for the people that are closest to us. Yeah, because it depends on the day. Because one day I will let it go, and yeah. the next day I won't. Right? Like it's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that that the, that reason alone for me is at the moment I've been kind of challenging what my what my own expectations are because to, just to take a, a fraction of what we what we mentioned briefly already in terms of the subconscious expectations we might have the ex- the expectations that control us the ones that we we don't necessarily know have formed in some way mm. though sprinkled along with those is kind of this this uh fluidity where of of uh you know what is considered acceptable because we might you know be, you know talk really badly about you know loud drunken expats having a having a crazy time in a foreign country and not really respecting the uh you know potential the traditional situations and then you find yourself two weeks later on a week and doing the exact same thing <laughs> like having a loud time on a beach and it's like what, what's that about eh yeah <laughs> so when I say it's like hey who are you yeah <laughs> who do you think you are no and I so think just, it, just by I think you're right I think it's really fluid um 
and and it's kind of then unfair to have expectations of other people if your definition of what's acceptable <laughs> is going to change day to day, right? <laughs> that's it. And so I'm a questioning. That's a question for myself because then I say to myself, like, ah, uh, can I, Nathan? Can I trust you to make expectations for us? Mm. Because you might you you don't even have a kind of baseline. Well, I guess there is a baseline in some way. And it's, it's the expectation, I think, underlying all maybe surface expectations is everything should aim towards improving, improving the current situation. My only expectation is that you kind of adopt a willingness to to cooperate towards making this situation better than it is Mm. in a conversation, in a project, in a relationship, in all of those things. It's like, are you here to coast on this? Are you here to improve it? Or do you not have a sense of self-awareness yet that you're just here being chaotic within this environment and don't even realize that you're not contributing to its success? But can you do all that without having expectations? Because I think you can. That you think you can do that without expecting? Like, yeah, if you you can you can be proactive to pursue whatever path you want to, but without I don't know, I don't think net I I don't think expectations are a good thing at all, really. Mm. Mm. Like what what if you just what if you what if you removed expectations completely from your life? Oof. What would that mean to you? That's crazy. Because if you could remove that, then you could never really be disappointed. Right? True. But then where does discipline come into it? Yeah. Can you be disciplined without expectation? Exactly. So that's that's, that's just a discussion. Right? <laughs> that's it, right? Because when I think of when I think of removal of expectations in general, I think I don't know if I would be. Because, mm. say for example, like yeah. I've got to get up. I could get up and go. Okay, tomorrow I have my expectations that I've got to do this and this and this and this and this. And um, or I could get up and go. I know I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And there's no expectations whether those things get all done. That doesn't mean that I'm not disciplined. I'm still going to get up and go and do those things. But if I don't attach, mm. if I don't attach expectations to them, then Am I going to work more or less hard? Yeah. Yeah, good call. Where do you, how much, how much are you going to be contributing to it? Like how much are you going to give? Because if you're, do you think that, um, do you think that expectation is tied in somehow with, I just wrote this thing down of like, I can just expect to do what's necessary. And so if I don't do a certain thing, then I have to restructure or like reframe my hierarchy of values to then make it unnecessary because I'm not doing it. And so like the expectation mechanism structures what my value system looks like potentially. Perhaps, but I think I think in the work context, like in terms of tangible activities that you have to do or whether like my oh. example that I started with in terms of I'm going to set my expectations for you but keep my bar lower, um, then that's just a, it's kind of a, it's it's a functional application of that, right? So you're not, you're not really, you're not going out your day-to-day in terms of expectations of behaviour or expect that you're, you're putting expectations in place for the purpose of achieving a goal, right, rather than... Yeah, for sure. So I think there's kind of social expectations and family expectations or whatever, and I feel like all of those things kind of get a little really muddy because then... But in terms of a work expectations, then you could... It, it, in one way, then you could consider that as kind of healthy, right? Because you're like, okay, I'm setting expectations that I'm going to get this stuff done today. And and therefore you walk towards that as a goal. But is expectations and, uh, and setting goals a similar thing or not? True, true. Expectations and goals. That, yeah, that popped into my mind as well. 
Because you can, set, to, a, you can to, set a goal for the day or you can set an expectation. And what's the difference? Because setting the goal, you're still going to do the work to achieve that goal, right? And is mm. expectations tied into that or not? Maybe the expectation is like that step behind that where it's like you have a goal and then your expectation is, well, one, potentially for you to complete the goal. Two, to complete the goal in a specific time frame. And three, complete the goal in a specific time frame in a specific way. Mm. And for me, that would be the three, la- the three layers of, of, I guess, that achievement, that achievement path, I guess. Because for me, it's like I tend to have less expectations on people in terms of what they do, but I have more expectations on how they go about it. And that for me tends to reflect how I perceive them as an individual. Mm. It does kind of color my, my judgment of them. And obviously, you know me, I'm not an incredibly judgmental person, but I'm not, I'm not without my criticisms, definitely not without my praises either. Like I definitely try to analyze an individual quite closely, especially with people that I work with, because then it helps me be what they need that they might not see that they need. Then maybe I missed the mark at one time, but that's what conversations and, and setting expectations together, I guess, entails, right? It's like being more transparent about what your expectation is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know, I think people are a lot more kind of as long as it gets done, whereas other people might be, It depends on the situation. Sometimes it is a, a situation of like, oh, you know, right now demands the bare minimum and that's 100% fine. But then at another time, it's like, no, no, this actually, we have the time to really perfect this. Mm-hmm. And so we should, we should work towards that. So again, comes back to that scale, that fluidity of that, that expectation can shift in a moment, I guess. Mm. In that way, then I think that you could probably look at it that there's positive or negative expectations and where do they then fall right so and you have to probably ask yourself is this is this setting an expectation on a level of you know achievement or behavior or goal all of that is necessarily positive but then if you're setting expectations on a person's behavior based on what you're expecting them to do that's definitely probably a negative thing so maybe that Mm. they, they kind of sit on both camps right because I have read books, you know, in the past where they talk about like the best way to achieve bliss is to, you know, get rid of all of your expectations, like expect nothing, you know. Expect um, nothing. Expect nothing. And and how, and I've always wrestled with that to a certain extent because, yeah, if I'm going to go meditate in the hills for, for 24 hours a day, I could probably do that, but I'm running events and I've, you know, I'm driving things. I'm a, I'm a manager. I, I, that's, mm. that's a, that's a, maybe I'm, I just haven't done the work yet, but like, um, I was thinking about this this morning too because, like, we were in Theatre Right Life, we were really um, we're really dry on some articles this week, which is strange because usually we have got, like, 20, 30 sitting in the drafts ready to be published, right, and then suddenly turn around, like, we're really dry. And I was like, uh, you know, where's the team throwing in these articles? Like, they're, they're not there. And I, and I thought... And I thought much to myself was like, I have, do I have an expectation on that? But the reality is I kind of smiled to myself because in the history of theatre art life, <laughs> I've yeah. woken up in the morning and I haven't had an article to publish at that day. And my whole goal was always to publish every day. And I always made it happen. So I had no fear. I had no fear staring at that empty draft box because I've been there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Even though I've got surrounded by a team and it's probably oh. a, really, a really bad situation to be four years in and be really dry this week. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm going <laughs> to have to go and, like, drive it a little bit, you know, and, and, and work it happen. But there was no, I think, you know, I had removed my expectations, even though it is my expectations that people deliver articles, but I wasn't affronted with the fact that I was staring at, you know, the situation and thinking, yeah. oh well, I've been here before. <laughs> Do you know? What I mean? 
It's a really weird feeling today when I was looking at it. It's like, oh, he's he's Mm. like a two and a half years back moment that I haven't had in a while. (laughs) I wonder if that's a case of like, where does the ex, what does the, where does the expectation hinge? Like, is the expectation being met an indication of of success in some way, or is expectation just another tool to help us navigate through a longer term project? Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? I, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I, I feel like, honestly, I feel like... I have no path, idea either. I feel like the path is, they're probably right, all those spiritual leaders who expect nothing, but it's just how do I, how does that get applied to every aspect of my life, right? And mm. so I've started probably with my closest relationships and trying to do that right because that's yeah. that's a clear line and but then into the workplace then it feels like okay i am working on it though yeah. like, which is what i did with that gig was like okay i'm gonna set you i'm gonna get set you some expectations and you perceive that i have those expectations of you but personally internally i was not right and i think that's yeah. a really good because i think that's a really good method and maybe i should try that more often like 360 in all the work that i do Mm. yeah I think about um when something something that I've kind of when I when I really I've, I've always wanted to be completely in a way like unattached to the system in some way I've always had that little thing in inside me to want to be kind of you know the the inner anarchist. That's a bit kind of like don't want to be a part of this yeah, this like centralized <laughs> structure, right? Like a bit yeah, rebellious in that way, always, forever. Yeah. And a way that I've kind of become that way because I'm I'm not I can't I can't be that way. You can't. You, it's very difficult to be that way and function in in modern society. But I think on a mental level, expectation has allowed me to achieve that because. For example, when it comes to uh, a company and you're working for a company, I have zero expectations when it comes to how the company that I work for is to treat me or to provide me. The only thing that I expect is a salary. That's it. Everything else is a bonus for me. And I've always behaved that way in terms of the way that I interact with an employer where it's like I don't want at all any aspect of my life to be reliant on someone else. I want to try and be so self-sufficient as much as I can. Obviously I can't, you know, have a farm and grow everything on my own and tend to animals and stuff. So obviously you have to succumb to whatever you have to have to succumb to, but it's like, and same with driving, right? I don't drive. So I have to rely on things like public transport or, or or taxis or whatnot, but Mm. it's kind of re restructuring the way that I interact with, what is meant to kind of be in a way I don't want to say taking care of you but like something that is somewhat of a provider you know I don't I don't want to I don't want that to be nested nested in that way there and so when I think about kind of expectation in that sense in a in a bigger sense of terms of what do I expect for me I don't really expect anything apart from to, for me to behave in a certain way. Yeah. Like I don't expect things from the government. I don't expect things from my employer. Like I don't expect other people to give me things. Like I'm not, I don't think I'm entitled to anything. I don't think I particularly deserve anything. Like I don't have that kind of level of expectation at all. But then when it comes to the, if we're both cooperating by playing a game together and that game might be where two stage managers in a department, because that's a game, you know, like all these human interactions, working towards goals and projects, like we're playing with life. That's this approach that I'd, I'd like to take. Yeah. So if we're cooperating, I do have an expectation that you play fair. Yeah. Because we're cooperating. If we're in conflict, then I can't have the expectation that you're going to play fair because you might throw me a curveball. Mm. Right. And so I think for me that the, that aspect of, of, of interaction, there's expectation there, which I think is so dangerous because 
most of the times when I have been disappointed in people, it's because of that particular expectation. Because another little thing to inject into is that expectations aren't universal. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're not universal. You know, so there's different. Your expectation for someone is different than their expectation for you is what you're saying. Right? For sure. And may, maybe when you really resonate with someone, it's when you share the expectation. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, I think it's, I think that your level of lack of expectation for companies or governments or something, I think that's quite healthy and independent, right? Because you are putting yourself at risk if you have expectations that you're going to get taken care of. So therefore you're probably yeah. less proactive in taking care of yourself. And I am definitely on that train in terms of like trying to save for my own retirement and take care. Like I'm not going to sit there and wait for the, some government <laughs> to give me a pension, right? So what is that? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I definitely have to own and take responsibility for that. And I think you're right. I think where I've probably been hurt most is we've had that unspoken agreement or expectations of, of how somebody would behave, behave in a role. And then they have not behaved mm. that way in a role. And that has surprised me and disappointed me um, mm. and, and, even, and hurt me even in, in some situations. I think that I've grown through some particular examples of that and I don't, I don't now have that kind of expectation in a, in a, in a relationship between people, right? Mm. Like I've, I've learned the hard way and being burnt in in some ways so that I know now not to trust that their expectation is the same as mine. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But, that doesn't, but that doesn't mean that you can't go in wholeheartedly with a good expectation of that person, right? That doesn't mean yes. you are you 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 renege on how you relate with that person. That doesn't mean that you don't go in full heartedly with an open heart and open arms and do that. It's just that you have to accept that that may not be reciprocated. That's that's a struggle. That's the struggle. Mm. And I wonder if that in a in in somewhat of a on one hand. It's quite a beautiful thing. It is. But, but then that's the hardest some, and, mm, For sure, for sure. Sometimes I get a little bit suspicious of myself, maybe, in terms of when, whether I am trying to overcome a hesitance or a resistance because... I trust that it's the right thing to do or I might be going against a larger signal that's actually telling me to stay away from something. Mm. And for me, it's like, what is the ego a part of that in this conversation? Is the ego steering that? Like, am I, am I wanting to be, you know, open and compassionate and listening and, and forgiving and open too much so where someone misses an opportunity to really learn from a quite a critical mistake in terms of hurting someone or betrayal or, 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 or yeah, doing something that may not, they may not perceive to be negative behavior or negatively impacting other people. Mm. And so for me, that's a really tough one. I totally agree with it though. I think it's, it's such a big thing. Like when re removing the expectation in a sense to be open and, and embracing of people with for all of the journeys that they're on but then at the same time paying attention to what's really happening yeah in the moment and like what's you know there could be we all have those moments where you know we might be like really crabby at other people because we've got our own shit going on and some of us are like really quick to correct that in the moment to be like, oh, sorry, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I shouldn't take it out on you. Easy, done, fixed. Mm. You know, brownie point. You know, we got through, we got through that, you know. <laughs> next. <laughs> but yeah, totally, right? <laughs> on to the next one. But then it's like, then there are other times where we, where we let it slide. And I guess it's kind of like the, 
having too many expectations on that layer can feel really oppressive in a way because it's like you're not if succeeding is just going through it and not necessarily like hitting the mark every time but your kind of structure of of the perception of achievement is not missing the mark then those two things are going to be at odds mm. right so i guess it's like you have to really have to split it up in terms of like okay relationship that is a long term game that is a long term success which means immediate expectation and achievement of goals cannot be a part of the of the foundation of what makes that relationship special or what makes it satisfying but why does it have to be a success yeah i guess mm. right like i think yeah i think that you're teaming up that expectations with an end result of being successful at the task or successful at a relationship right so mm. but for what <laughs> yeah that's really good that's really good because even that's amazing because even with the even when you do take that step back and say it's the journey not the destination or whatever that saying still implies a layer of expectation to say that you know that you're perceiving the two things as separate mm. the goal is the journey but not even rather that. than it's the, the journey. Like the, the yes. mm. There's just that person over there doing their thing. And there's just you over there doing their thing. And you happen to be working in the same space, right? And you're keeping your heart open and your expectations clear. And that person has got their own agenda and they've got their own thing. And that catalyst between two, the both of you is going to be as it is, right? Regardless yes. of whether you achieve something or whether you have a good relationship or blah, 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 blah. So if you're not attaching any expectations to how that relationship should be or how that goal or task is going to get to be done, then then I'm just trying to dig into the having more mm. expectations, right? So, I mean, yeah. in, in an ideal situation, you have a great relationship and you have that, but you have to accept in the, you know, in the many years that I have done, there have been people that I have not had a great relationship with. There hasn't been many, but there have been a few. And I've had to work through those emotionally. And I feel like I'm at the point where it's like, I'll get into, like, I, I will meet somebody and I'm like, okay, I see you. I see you, right? And I'm going to open my door and my heart and my thing to get a job done or have this relationship with you, whatever it may be in terms of this interaction with, that has put us together. Mm. But I don't need to walk away. You, we don't need to be friends when we walk away. We don't need to. I think that's something that I've moved moved through in the last few years, really, because I always wanted, like, always to have a great gig or always to have a successful job or always had to do that. But now I've always realised, like, there's going to be my, my circle of friends and my circle of close people are getting smaller and smaller over the years and often people, as they grow older, they say that. And therefore, my, my level of investing in others is only going to be if it's reciprocated, right? Mm. If you, if I'll open my heart and I'm going to put it out there. And if you're going to meet me and we have that synergy, oh, from here till Christmas, fine. But if yeah, you're not, yeah. we'll still continue. We'll work together. We'll do our thing. We'll get it done. Maybe, maybe Rocky, maybe won't. Doesn't matter. Done, right? Mm. So. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah, that no, yeah, I think it's, I think you're right. I think they're right. I think no expectations is, it's all nested in that. But I guess it's just in the same way the other week when we were taught, I can't even remember what we were talking about, where, but where we had to, where we Googled the definition that put clarity on the, the topic. I can't remember what it was now. It was weeks ago. Yeah. But I feel like a similar thing is happening inside me with this expectation thing where it's like you have expectations and then you have goals and then you have standards, like a whole other thing. And I wonder if expectation is side by side with all of those or if it's its own thing entirely, you know, or are all the things nested inside expectation, like... Mm. 
Well, I think it. I think it. It's the unhealthy brother of goals. <laughs> I love it. Mm. <laughs> it's like the drinking buddy of goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, maybe it's the drunk that's always at the bar when goals just goes to have a one, you know, one, one drink a week, and there's always expectation there in the same spot in the corner, <laughs> looking gloomy. Yeah, exactly. Come on, have another one with me. Come on. The dictionary definition is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case. A strong belief that something will happen. Yeah, for sure. Like if I think, if I think of when I get the most frustrated, it's always when it's always when it comes to like goods and services, like yeah. I order something online yeah, and then something catastrophic happens. Like expectation. It's become a, it's oh, yeah. of an expectation. It's because of an expectation. But the thing that I find interesting with that is like how to participate in the system, in a system or how to participate in something because I guess that's a bit more of a spiritual thing maybe where it's like participating in something, knowing that it can completely undo you, but you need to participate in it because you need whatever it is that only that thing can provide. You could say life as an actually life. Like those, yeah, hundred percent, you know, and they were on time or were they on time? (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's, I don't know. No, I, I agree. I think it can be the simplest things that knock you off your horse, right? That is, you know, something that should be a simple service being so completely complicated because that's Asia, right? <laughs> sure, sure, 100%. Yes. And, and, and therefore you're like, well, uh, uh, when you live an expat life, you, you're bringing mm. your cultural expectations into a new world, right? And then you come into that new world and nothing meets that expectation. So it gradually breaks those things down and you're, you're, you, you're hit with them every second, like every second. It could be, you know, the way somebody crosses the street. It could be the way somebody's driving in front of you. It could be you at the bank. It could be you in immigration. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, like I think that's why moving overseas and stuff can be quite overwhelming for people because they're not ready to deal with the changing of their own expectations, right? Mm-hmm. They, did, they didn't factor that into the cultural assimilation. Um, and I For think sure. the more that I've done that, the less I am affected by it because I just know <laughs> to remove <laughs> those expectations because I don't know what's going on. I tell you, yeah. like, when, I got to, I tell you, when I came to Hong Kong after being in Macau, I went to immigration to do something. I think it was to get up my, my card or something like that. And I literally, like... <laughs> I got an immigration and I called Jay. I'm like, Jay. He's like, what? He thought something was wrong. I was like, I was in and out of immigration in 20 minutes. Can you believe that? And he was like, no. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> it was just like, because I'd literally like, I'd been Macau fight, right? I'd gone in there. Yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah, be yeah. here for at least four hours. I was packed a lunch, you know, I had my coffee. Like, I was ready. <laughs> I was like, the walking, big city. Out, walking out in 20 minutes. I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I was like, elated. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so hilarious. It can, I think that sometimes, it, it can have a, a positive result, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. I think, yeah, for sure. Because I've had this, the same experience since spending all of that time in Macau. It definitely removed kind of, not only did it remove certain expectations, but it really adjusted kind of what I what I need to be satisfied yeah, or realigning my, my satisfaction with within the range of things that I can control, mm. you know? So it's kind of like not, not really not setting myself up for failure in that kind of, in that, in that kind of, uh, and, and I think the more that you're exposed to the comfort right? sense, mm. the more that you're exposed to that, then, then quite naturally, even subconsciously, your your level of expectations get lower and lower and lower right i think that the you know for example 
how many show stops have I dealt with in the 10 years I did circus? I calculated about 250, right? And wow. So you, yep. You now, when there's the p- possibility of a show stop in any gig that I do, when I see the people around me freak out, it's like, it's almost <laughs> amusing because it's like, this is yes. such a norm for me. Like, I'm, it, it has no it has no weight. It plays no weight because it's completely removed my ex- expectations that that would be a possibility and could happen at any point and it will. Right. And so I, yes. I, have, I can find, and there was one other thing when I, when I went to Dubai and they, the, the SWAT team turned up in they were the Dubai police Academy and they were like, the SWAT team turned up on the ground. Right. And everybody's like, who are they? I'm like, I'll go ask. And they're like, Oh, we're going to fly out in the grid out of the grid at the show. And I'm like, you are, I said, what part of the show? And you're like, oh, the projection part of the show. I was like, oh, that's news to me. And like 10 years ago, that would have freaked me out. But I was like, okay, let's fly you out of the grid with the dogs. Fine. Okay. Let's figure yeah. that out. It's, we're going to do it tomorrow. All right. Let's figure out how we're going to do this, you know. So I yep. think like, I, I, I like being in that, I like being in that workspace where I've left all of those expectations because I then in that way, then I just have enjoyment because especially when something absurd like that, a SWAT team comes in a dog and we're going to fly out of the grid instead of freaking out. I'm like, Oh, this is amusing. Yes. <laughs> Do you know oh, what I mean? I did like, not. I couldn't have chosen this one. Yeah, exactly. I didn't pick this one for being the last 24 hour thing I'm going to have to put in the show, but all right, let's do that. Um, <laughs> So I, I like I like that you know and, and so I think I think in short I think for me it's like to work the least expectations possible is, is probably a good thing really isn't it when in our summary it is I I don't think I, I don't think that one needs expectations in order to find a sense of like independence and accountability when it comes to achieving goals because. The expect, I think expect, what I'm starting to see through this chat is that expectation is kind of like a blanket over something. Like the thing doesn't change, but you've just put a layer on it. Like you've just wrapped it in something. You've attached something to it. Yeah. And the attachment is the, it could just be the, just the nature of expectation itself, you know? And then I guess the question to leave with for me is where does that expect, where does, the need to expect come from like is there a is there a safety aspect to well if i don't accept it if i don't expect it then all hell's gonna break loose like do you do is there a catastrophizing where like if i don't if i don't project a layer of expectation then i can't control it i think think which is delusional which is delusional because the expectation has nothing to do with the activity i think it gets mixed up in in prep in the word preparation Right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love that. <laughs> I love yes, that yes, one hundred percent. So, yeah, sorry so for barking. As, <laughs> as you make preparations, you also attach expectations to those preparations, and that's that's the something that we, we're not taught to make preparations without expectations. In fact, mm. it's probably there's a probably if you look if we start if we had the time, but we don't. But like to dig into childhood of what our preparation and expectations are as we're trained as children, right? Yep. To have expectations. I'm gonna have a birthday, Fuck. I'm gonna have a birthday party with balloons and people are coming around and I'm gonna have cakes. And all of that is you're built into this preparation for your party and you will have expectations that certain things happen at your party, right? Mm-hmm. So it's probably something that's bred into us, right? And then that makes me scared because what am I doing as a parent? Shit. Okay. I'm going to have to think about that now. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. You want your child to look forward to the birthday, but you don't want them to have expectations of what that birthday is going to be like. So I might have to reframe how I do that. Interesting. Because I may have worked on that myself, but here I am preparing my my kids in exactly the opposite in watch on, on the personal work that I'm actually doing in my own life. Isn't that weird? For sure. I'm like completely if, unconscious of that as an external oh, thing. I'm only working on an internal thing, but yet I'm still putting expectations into my head, my kids' heads. Wow. Okay. If, if the joy, if there is joy in preparation itself, 
then you remove the future aspect. And I think that expectation can't exist without future. And so maybe the whole idea of really the future does not exist yet. It's all about what we do in the present moment yeah. is actually a way of completely kicking that expectations butt because you can't have expectation in the present moment because you're in it. Yeah. And I do that often when I'm when I'm hunting mm. with the kids because they'll always be like, well, when are we done? When are we getting there? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm always like, you know, the typical kid thing. But I'm always like, oh, but, you know, like, look where we are now and look at that rock and look at that, you know, and I bring them back to the present. Like I actively do that in a in a hike when a kid is projecting forward and, have, and I guess that is that expectation. It's like I, I need to know how long it is so that I've got an expectation. Of, and India is the worst for that. Which is like, you said 10 minutes, you know. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, so brilliant. I think I think there is moments in which I am doing that, but it, I, I think that that's I could be far more um, conscious of that now that I've we've had this discussion. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I setting them up for expectations and failure of those expectations, or am I just focusing on that, like you said, the preparation of that without the future and just being in the moment of that? My dad is great at that, by the way. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's definitely more of a call to like virtuous, like a virtue ethics rather than some kind of like a like progressive or social morality where it's like what we the the virtue is in the work, not in what the work produces. Yeah, and again, that comes down. You know, to that's the same spiritual philosophers. Is they say the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like wash the practice for the practice sake. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't focus on getting all the dishes done. That cup, that dish, you know. All right. Well, let's not, let's not go into another thread because. uh, Yes. Into a meeting in a few minutes, but that was a good one. For sure. I like that. Yeah. That was I've got got a big takeaway on that one that I'm going to have to work on, I think. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've, I'm I'm a bit shook. So I'm like, this is good actually, because it's like, one more week of work and then a couple weeks break. So I think well, well needed a little get back on the path. Absolutely. All right. So tell us what our next discussion is before we sign off. Oh, I always don't have it set up right away. Ooh. Oh, well, a little segue because we mentioned that word. It's the moral compass. Mm. Okay. Morality. It's oh, a big one. Yep. Moral compass. Oh, I like this Mor- one. I'm going to have to think about this one during the week. Yeah, yeah. This is, I think this is a research one. <laughs> oh, my God. That, it, it's funny because whenever I think about this topic, I just feel quite overwhelmed by it every time you say it. But now, like, but when we start to pick it apart, it, we become, I think it becomes easier. Do you know what I mean? We, we, we like, navigate our path through it as we, as we discuss it. Yeah, yeah. About moral compass, I think. Oof. It's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. But I work tackle, through it as we know. Well, I mean, we have to. We've got to tackle the big question. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Have uh, good luck with the meeting. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk next week. For sure. See you. See you. Bye.